Hey guys, welcome back. It's Dan Waldschmidt. You're listening to the Edgy Conversations podcast. You knew that already. I'm glad you're here. This is the podcast dedicated to radical hope for people who want it. And before we jump into our continuation of the previous podcast, I want to challenge you to make sure you've got your edgy calendar for the month of January. As you know, we're pursuing this topic of purpose. So for every podcast, every story, every list, every blog, everything we do is obsessing about this idea of purpose, how to get it, how to keep it, how to find it, what it is. And if you don't have the monthly calendar that comes along with this month, you're probably missing out on a, a, a wee bit of awesomeness, actually more than a wee bit, an incredible amount of awesomeness. It's a complete redesign from last year to this year, complete redesign. So go get that uh, monthly calendar. It's going to be incredible. Okay, go get that. Now, last episode, we, we, we started with this, this quote from this Greek philosopher called Epictetus. Uh, oh my goodness, Epictetus, E-P-I-C-T-E-T-U-S, Epictetus, who said this brilliantly, men are not disturbed by things, but by the views they take of them. And I was agonizing over this idea of purpose and why it is that well-meaning people, people like you who get up, you're exercising right now, you're driving to, the, to work right now, you're doing something useful right now, you're not sitting around being a loser, you're not sitting around you know, being a waste of society, you're actually trying and caring. And so why is it that we can't see our purpose? I believe it's because we let negative thoughts and feelings take over our lives and create a distorted perspective, create a distorted perspective of who we are and what's going on around us. And when you're in that position, when you're feeling, notice what I said, feeling like your world's falling apart when you when when all you can think about are the flaws and the mistakes you've made what comes from any thought about purpose is this simply you have none the only thought that can come into your mind when you're negative is i must not have a purpose and remember where we started this whole discussion around the myths around purpose some people say oh, not everyone has a purpose, or my purpose is more important than your purpose, right? These are all myths. These are flaws. These are lies. And so what? why would you believe a myth or a lie like that? And maybe it's because the negative thinking in your mind, the negative feelings you feel are distorting your reality, distorting the truth that you have a purpose and that you are powerful. And that no matter what goes on, no matter how bad you screw up, there's a purpose and you are meant to execute that purpose. Now, last episode, we talked about why our thoughts are negative, why we have these negative thoughts and feelings and why Epictetus said it right, that it's not what goes on around us that bothers us. It's our view of those things that's going on around us. One, it's all or nothing thinking, right? <laughs> I'm a complete loser because I failed. Nope, 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 nope. You just failed that time. It's overgeneralization, right? You link together these things into a pattern of never-ending defeat. By the way, this is something that I struggle with personally. And we talked about this last episode, but I told you the story about how my negative head trash caused me to, to, to lose, to quit a race that I probably would have not just won, but utterly dominated. 
But I often link together defeats, negative situations into a pattern that probably shouldn't exist. I often label that as, oh, I'm a strategist. It's my job to find pattern. It's my, it's what I do. That's, that's my greatness is, is putting together these patterns, these, these rules, these guidelines, right? That, that's what I do. And so when I see a series, when I see one defeat, I immediately connect it to every other thing that I've not achieved as well as I want to achieve. And so I end up not being as successful as I could be with a clear mind and a clear purpose. Okay. The whole goal is that with negative head trash out of the way, you can see your purpose. You can fulfill your purpose and you can live the life. I'll say it of your dreams. But number three, it's not just all or nothing and overgeneralization. It's the fact that you've got a, a mental filter. You dwell on the negatives and you ignore the positives. That's a choice, by the way. Decision you make. It's a choice you're making each day, choosing how to view the world around you. Now, this is not an easy decision, by the way. So I feel like sometimes when people say, or I, I, I challenge you, I'll say, it's a choice, a decision. People automatically infer, I mean, it's an easy choice. Just change it. Just tweak it. I'm not saying that at all. I struggle with this. I see things happening. I, I, I know I'm being negative. I can feel it happening. I can see it, feel it, all the things. I know it's happening. I know it shouldn't be. I know it's hurting me. And yet I still dwell on those negatives. We'll talk later about how to, uh, how to get out of that dwelling on the negatives. But just know. That if you're someone who's a, who's, oh, I'm a realist, Dan, are you? Or are you someone who can't find your purpose because you're dwelling on things that are negative? And not just dwelling on things that are negative. Another thing that distorts your thinking is discounting positives. You insist that your accomplishments or your positive qualities don't count. How many of us struggle with just taking a compliment, right? I know I do, right? Oh, you did really well. Well, it really wasn't that good. No, no, you did really, really well. Take that compliment. Take that encouragement. Use it to combat the negativity you know is going to come at you. Right? You're, you shouldn't be surprised right? <laughs> when, when negative situations and, and, and things happen. Why? Why would, you, why would you be surprised? You know it's going to happen, right? You know that you're going to have you know, situations that aren't going to be happy. And so when someone gives you a compliment, put that in your positive memory bank where you can pull that back later. Of course, our friend of the empire, Kat Zoltner, who's here, and she is probably the most positive person I know, always buzzing around, always doing awesome things. Friend of my wife now, making jewelry for my little daughter. Beautiful, just a wonderful person. She says to me, the reason she stays positive or how she stays positive is she's got a rainy day file. And when something positive happens, she saves it sometimes literally to a file that she can go back to reference and it keeps her focused and encouraged. How awesome is that? Discounting your positives though will cause you to have a distorted view of your purpose and your potential if you're not careful. Jumping to conclusions is another big one. Does anyone else struggle with this like I do? Jumping to conclusions, you conclude that things are bad without any 
definite evidence. What if you waited? What if you waited to get proof before you freaked out? What if you waited to blow up until you absolutely knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that bad things were ahead? See, often I've heard it explained, often I've heard it explained that the idea of, of, of pain and fear are really the same thing. That pain is what you feel when something bad happens and fear is the pain you feel in your mind, right? It's, it's you avoiding pain or knowing that pain is ahead when it's not really there. And we all know the, 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 the storyline. I'm not going to repeat, rehash it, but our brains are wired for Neanderthal activity, for avoiding saber-toothed tigers. We see the wind blowing. Boom, must be a tiger. Got to get out of here. Got to get out of here. No, it's just the wind blowing sometimes. Sometimes it's just the wind blowing. It's not a problem. But yet, because we jump to conclusions, things happen bad. We, read, we, we try to get people to read our mind, right? We assume that people are reacting neg- negatively to us when they're not. They're just, maybe they're thinking. By the way, a great way to figure this out, we'll talk about this on further episodes down the line, is just ask them, what do you think? What do you feel? How did that come across to you? A little bit of candor and accountability, personal accountability can help you to stop jumping to conclusions. Another thing, instead of reading, you know, reading other people's minds negatively, this idea of being a fortune teller, you predict that things will turn out badly. Oh, this isn't going to work. I can tell, right? How many times have you had uh, someone on your team or in your group, maybe even yourself, hopefully not, you're already predicting that this isn't going to work again. How can you execute your purpose when you're already predicting your future demise? You can't do it. You can't let yourself do it. You have to hold on to the fact that even if you don't know how it's going to happen, you've always figured out in the past and you're going to figure it out again this time. Don't be a negative fortune teller about yourself. Another way that we distort our thinking about our purpose is magnification or minimization. Number one, you blow things out of proportion that shouldn't be. My dad used to say, you're making a mountain out of a molehill. I didn't know what a molehill was. I thought it was a bump on your face that you cut when you were shaving. As I got older, I realized that mole was actually an animal and he made little holes. And next to it, of course, was a big pile of dirt. My father was telling me, I'm, you're building a mountain out of something that should be six inches high. Now, it's not just magnification. Sometimes it's minimization. You try to shrink the importance of something that could be quite deadly to you. You're getting great advice. Someone's trying to help you. And you say, eh, who cares? Who knows? It's a healthy balance between the two. Are you someone who always blows things out of proportion? Do you find yourself saying things like this? Always, never, ever. You never are home on time. You never care about how I feel. You always. These things are dangerous because they help, they help us reinforce negative stereotypes. And by the way, you don't need any help being negative. You don't need any help picking on yourself. That'll happen automatically. That'll happen by people around you. Don't pick on yourself. Emotional reasoning is another distortion that happens. I feel like an idiot, so I must be one. I feel embarrassed. I feel like a fool, therefore I must be one. And just because you feel something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel 
like there are bugs crawling around inside your skin doesn't actually mean it's true. Now, it might be. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully no one has a parasite who's listening to this. But just because you feel like something doesn't mean it's true. Just because you feel like someone hates you doesn't mean it actually is true. Our lives are full of these emotional reasons that often don't help us. How about should statements? You criticize yourself or other people with shoulds, shouldn'ts, musts, oughts, and have tos. These should statements, right? They distort our thinking. Well, they should have invited me, right? You ought to, you have to. We have all of these thoughts that we, these powerful thoughts that, that, that just rip us apart from our purpose. We're so busy blaming and pointing and letting other people's reality impact us. We don't stop and think that maybe I can't see my purpose because I'm too busy pointing out the shoulds and coulds and woulds and musts that everyone else should be doing. How about labeling? Instead of explaining the situation, explaining your intention, I made a mistake, I didn't perform the way I wanted to, the outcome didn't match my intention, right? Instead of stating clearly what happened or might have happened or could have happened, you make a label for it. I'm a loser. I'm a jerk. I'm an idiot. I always do this. This is who I am, right? I'm a moron. I'm lazy. I'm irresponsible. And we make labels for things that just need a simple explanation. This didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And last but not least, and perhaps all-encompassing, is this idea of blame. You blame yourself for something you weren't entirely responsible for, or you blame other people for things that you contributed to as a problem. If you have kids, if you work as a team manager, you'll know how this works. And essentially, when... When the problem, shit hits the fan, right? And there's a problem in an office or in a family or in a situation, particular situation. It's often blame that makes fixing that problem that much harder. Instead of blaming other people for where you are, what if you took responsibility for the things you did and then refused to accept the blame for things that had nothing to do with you? Remember that, that opening story analogy about getting fired? You had nothing to do with getting fired. You and a thousand other people got laid off because someone else made a mistake, right? Someone else created a problem that now you're paying the price for. I'm convinced that our purpose, that finding our purpose, keeping that purpose purpose in front of us, pushing for that purpose is really about a series of smart thinking and decisions to be positive even when it feels like the world is only negative around us. I'm figuring this out like you guys, guys. I'm taking notes. I'm sharing these notes with you. If it feels like I'm creating lists, it's because I am. The reality is that our negative thoughts make finding our purpose really, really, really tough, unnecessarily. So today, it's a little bit of teaching if you find yourself doing all or nothing thinking or overgeneralization, if, if you discount your positives and choose to dwell on the negatives, if you magnify small problems into making them massively monumental, right? If you use emotional reasoning to try to explain what's going on, 
I feel like an idiot, so I am one. If you're someone who's shoulds and woulds and coulds and musts and oughts and have tos, and then label yourself, I'm a jerk, I'm a moron, I'm an idiot. And if you blame other people or find yourself accepting blame for things that aren't your fault, it's likely you're struggling with purpose. But here's what's powerful. Here's what's powerful. Here's what's powerful. You now have an antidote because you know if you can focus intensely on avoiding this negative thinking and focusing on the power, the power of your purpose, a whole new world unfolds in front of me and in folds in front of you. That's the power of purpose. It changes everything for you. That's why we have to fight so hard to get it. All right, guys, I, I can't wait to share our next episode with you. I'm working through purpose like you are, and I'm, I'm pushing myself to have a brand new perspective about what it is, how to get it, and where to go from here. So I'm excited. Thanks for joining me on this journey. If you don't have that calendar, as I started the podcast, I'll remind you again, go get the calendar from January. It's going to change your life. By the way, it's free. Uh, there's no extra charge for it. It's just something that will make your day, your life, your mission that much more awesome. Meanwhile, stay edgy. Be awesome.